to Rebel News Daily Live Stream. I'm Andrew with Dakota Christensen. How are you today, young man? I'm doing just swell, Andrew. Just well. swell. That's pretty Despite good. The, the, you know, perpetual communist takeover of Justin Trudeau. Perpetual sorrow. Yeah, I'm doing great. Rebelnews.com slash live streams is where you get the best feed every single day for the live stream because we're on Rumble, Super You Getter, YouTube, Odyssey, and everything else that I said as well, because I always forget once yeah, it comes down to like the six of them or something. But if you want to interact with us, Dakota, you want to tell people how to do that? Yeah, go to any of those platforms, specifically not YouTube, because YouTube <laughs> does not like us. We've been demonetized. But Rumble, Rumble Rants, Odyssey, whatever they call their chats, Super U, whatever they call their chats. Shout, uh, Super U Shouts. Super U Shouts. Odyssey Hyper Chats, because it's in the hyper future. Chats. Yes, the forward-facing crypto platform. That's exactly correct, yes. Dakota Christensen. Um, we're on the eve of so many things. Mm -hmm. Gun bans, internet bans. Decriminalization oh. of drugs. Yes, an election yeah. in Ontario. Mm -hmm. And we just got hit with more travel restrictions, so we're going to go through them for you today. Oh, yeah. and it's going to be just a grandiose old time. And, uh, you know, thing with extra E's and extra D's, grand old... Time. That sort of thing. And we're going to start with the gun bans that they're trying to push through. Now, they announced a couple days ago they want to, you know, double ban assault rifles. Um, of course, they have no true definition of this, Dakota. They just have a list of assault rifles that they want to be called assault weapons that they've already banned. Yeah, that was that. The ordering council was like 1,500 different types of rifles. I'm like, okay, that are all banned unilaterally. And that was what, back in 2020 that was? Yeah, and they can't, that was my first video for Rebel News. Oh yeah. And asking people about that. As you can imagine, most people who are completely against guns don't know anything about them. Yep. But the reason why they don't want to give you a definition for what they're banning is because then that prevents them from banning things that don't fit the defini definition in the future. They can't do it on a mechanical basis for the same reason because it won't make any sense. So they just do go with a list because, you know, this is what people do when they just want to take power and want to seize power. And so they've proposed complete freeze on ownership, transfer, purchasing of guns, importing of guns. Handguns, specifically. Yes. And um, they think that's going to solve the crime. And what's going to happen, of course, is the criminals will continue to follow the law. I think yes, what will happen exactly. there. What do you think, if we're playing devil's advocate, what do you think, if Justin Trudeau, you know, really loved you, yeah. what would be the actual reasoning for this? There literally is none. I mean, <laughs> other than appeasing people like, yes, more gun action, do more. But like, okay, banning transfer of handguns. It's like, okay, so legal licensed gun owners can't sell their guns to other legally licensed gun owners. Okay. Um, you know, like how many guns are actually used? Like legal guns are used in crimes around in the slums of Toronto. I don't know. Statistics they don't provide. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. But uh, also, and just a blank statement, we're going to ban all these, uh, the, we're going to put the freeze on handguns, we're going to ban all these other assault rifles, and then just a blank statement. And we're going to take more measures to stop gun smuggling. No, no, no explicit statement on to what measures they're going to actually take to stop importing guns illegally and actually crack down on criminal guns, but... They just said they're going to provide more resources for the border. Yeah. Um, I was listening to, I believe it was AM640 yesterday, talking, taking calls about this. Uh, cameraman extraordinaire, TV's Lincoln J put me onto it. Ooh. The host didn't even know, very left-wing host, didn't even know that uh, gun owners have background checks constantly, a rotating you know, mm -hmm. system of background checks to keep them in line. She didn't know that. She said all this legislation, she feels, why would anybody be against that? Mm -hmm. Most people are agree agreeing with that. Her question that she asked the audience was, Do, don't you think this is a good start? So mm -hmm. the 
preface of that is, of course, it's good. Disagree if you want. There was mm -hmm. one person who called in that said all gun owners are nuts, and that was even too extreme for the yeah. host. But it just goes to show me that really in this country, for the most part, people don't really believe in any specific rights and holding on to them. Mm -hmm. Except for maybe unlimited abortion terms, which yep. whether you're for abortions at some point or not, there's zero laws against it in Canada, yep. right up to, you know, the crowning, we'll call it to be graphic. <laughs> um, oh, boy. But the, you really, it's hard for people to come out and stand up for anything in this country, I feel mm -hmm. like. And even with the conservatives coming back at it today, and we'll show a, a video, I believe, of the public safety critic. Mm -hmm. 2020 all they said was this is bad and now we're 2022 the next set of things this is bad we don't want them and in 2028 or something when we're saying you can't have a kitchen knife yep it's going to be like well this is bad again you guys and we should really stop this there's no no let's reverse things no you've gone way too far this whole time we need to dial these things back yeah i don't think that's ever happened in the last let's say 20 years stephen harper i believe took away the necessity to inform the the authorities that you're actually moving your gun which it would be in a lock yeah safe, but it's be, been brought back and the whole long gun registry and all that is struck down the most for me with this latest slate of stuff it's like all right this seems like a lot of platitudes and like does this really affect you if you already own the guns the one thing that did jump out to me was the like they basically introduced new red flag law mm -hmm. where it's like oh yeah also if you're you know your spouse complains against you say you get divorced you're like oh yeah i'm concerned for my safety and he owns guns government can come and take all your guns because your spouse complained and said oh no he has guns he's gonna hurt me because he doesn't like me and i divorced him so you know well the reason snitch on you pretty yeah much. exactly the reason why people are so against red flag laws is because it depends on who's governing you to determine what a bad thing is that you should be put on this red flag list so not mm -hmm. only in the united states people would have a problem with being on a gun list of any kind, which we already, of course, have given up that freedom here. Um, but let's say Justin Trudeau sa doesn't like what you're searching online. He mm -hmm. thinks you're searching extremist material. You're reading True North and mm -hmm. you're a terrible person. You've uh, downloaded the David Menzies' weekly show and that's extremist according yeah. to your far left liberal leader. Well, then we should determine that you should probably not own any firearms. And if you're mm -hmm. the reverse Dakota and you're a mm -hmm. liberal and somebody from let's uh, Let's say, uh, what party do I want to demonize right now? Somebody from the Conservative Party of Canada, um, you know, Jason Kenney, who's no longer the premier of Alberta. He says, well, you're too much of a liberal. You watch too much CBC, even though he probably loves them. And uh, you read too much uh, Young Turks. Mm, yeah. Then you should probably have a red flag law. Don't tr You can't trust the government to befriend you or to be nice to you when they are your enemy and especially with far left governments they don't like you that's why i don't understand yeah. why so you know so the much kind of governments that like freeze your bank account for donating <laughs> 20 bucks to a protest uh you know something like that I, I don't that's know. why i've never understood the uh you know we need a centrist we need a person that's going to appeal to the liberal voters because they hate you there's no there's no guessing anymore. There's been five years of we hate you, we want you in jail, mm -hmm. and to label you as terrorists. Yeah, that's just the ultimate argument on my part of for limited government, because then it doesn't matter which side of the spectrum government's on, they really can't do that much to you, whether they love you or hate you, whether you're right or left. If it's a right or left government and you're right or left, the government really can't crush you if we have <laughs> a restricted government, you know. Let's go ahead, Olivia, and play this video of Raquel Dancho. She's reacting to the firearms control bill, which hasn't passed yet. But, uh, you know, with our friends in the NDP and the Liberal Party, it probably will. Let's see that. Mm-hmm. 
disappointed uh, with the result from yesterday's announcement. The Liberals made it seem yet again like they're taking real action to keep communities safe, when in fact that is not the case. This is another failed opportunity to address a very serious issue in Canada. We've consistently seen uh, gun violent crime go up in the last seven years that Justin Trudeau has been Prime Minister. They're spending more money than any other government in history, and yet yesterday's announcement will do nothing to address the rise of gun violence in Canada. What I find interesting, uh, Dakota, is that on the day where they were trying to push, they're announcing a new gun ban, and the day they're debating on travel restrictions, that uh, Big Pierre wasn't there. He had some important yeah. campaigning in Thunder Bay to do. He mm -hmm. said he had internet trouble, which caused one out of four of the votes he says he sent in to not be tabulated, waited a good yeah. six hours to let everybody know that it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, a little, I was like, okay, yeah, like, do you really believe, I mean, I'm sure some <laughs> diehard people really they do. They do, I mean, people and, I and, know believed yeah. it. And, and like, honestly, like, I, I don't blame him too much, like, in terms of, it's like, all right, you're on the campaign, their campaign trail, whatever, like, but like, vote virtually, well, just the fact that he made such a big deal about, oh guys, it was a technical issue I had afterwards. I swear I tried to vote when it wasn't until after he got a ton of backlash for it. It's like, all right, if you're on the campaign trail and you weren't focused on this vote, you figured out it's gonna fail anyway, what's the point? Like, he should have been voting on it out of principle. If he's going around to people at rallies saying, hey guys, I stand up against vaccine exactly. mandates and these are bad, and then it doesn't bother to vote on this thing when the whole rest of the conservative party is voting against it, like, and you can vote virtually. And then after is a bunch of backlash six hours later, like, oh yeah, by the way, I tried. I had a, this is the Wi-Fi connection. Sorry guys. If you are even giving him the benefit of the doubt and you're somebody in his campaign, aren't you just like, oh damn, we missed this. It's screwing up. The internet's coming out. First of all, they're supposed to call it yeah. and ask if it, if it went through. That's what they do. They ask mm -hmm. if anyone has any trouble. So they should have called in immediately. But secondly, you should have been like, let's make an announcement really quick that it hasn't gone through, even after one hour, two hours, but like at least five hours mm -hmm. later when, you know, some people out there tweeted about it and it got shared a lot. I don't know yeah. who that was, but you know. Um, you know, you just, you just can't, if you want to just believe politicians, then go ahead, but reminder that he was silent for two years while all this was happening. But I digress, as producer Efron says. Um, the COVID travel restrictions are here for at least the end of June. We remain, mm -hmm. I believe, the only country, along with North Korea and China, who have such restrictions still in place. Yeah. And now that's, so yeah, so they're pushing, this is for international travel for the border, right? So they're extending all the same things, the vaccine mandates, all the testing requirements, uh, using that stupid Arrive Can app, mm -hmm. all of that. And that's separate from the just just to fly anywhere, even domestically. That was also the day before this was announced. So this was announced yesterday. Two days ago, there was that vote in Parliament to remove all travel restrictions, including domestic flights. If you want to fly Toronto to Calgary, oh, sorry, still got to be vaxxed. And, that was uh, the vote we were referring yeah. to. Um, it's just terrible. Mm -hmm. They don't have any justification. Melissa Lanceman was the one who brought it up in Parliament because yeah. Pierre wasn't there, I guess. And then she's just like, Oh my God, they have no explanation for it. Well, maybe you don't allow it for, like two years ago and then just be yeah. like, oh, we didn't need an explanation then. It was great, it was for your safety. Let's not discuss this science at all. Two years later, why won't they give us a, an explanation, Dakota? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why the Trudeau government wouldn't give us our rights, our rights back. It seems so confusing. Yeah, we've asked nicely and it's <laughs> just, you know, they're not doing it, I don't know, so.
Melissa Lantzman, she's trying out there when uh, she's not at Walmart corporate centers. Um, and o Omar Algebra, the mathematician in chief, I believe, <laughs> judging by his last name. No, he's the, I believe, the, the travel minister, the immigration minister, and uh, he is justifying it. And I'm interested as much as you guys to hear what his justification is. Let's go ahead and play that, please. Mm-hmm. And I do want to just before I let you go, ask you about one other one. And that is not where international travelers are concerned, but domestic ones. And the vaccine mandate that is in place for people who are traveling domestically. Uh, what, what is your justification, your government's justification for, for keeping that in place? Vashi, uh, look, uh, all, many jurisdictions around the world or in Canada at home with different provinces continue to have vaccine mandates. I just traveled to Germany. I just traveled to the United States and both countries had a vaccine mandate at, the, at their borders. So uh, the vaccine is proven. To I understand the at the border. I'm just asking domestically. I, I completely understand well, it's, for it's, the border. Yeah. Vashi, it's all guided by our desire to protect the health and safety of Canadians. Obviously, these measures will always be reassessed and assessed, and we are constantly having discussions with our experts about when is the right time to adjust this measure or that measure. The same applies for domestic travel. These measures are, again, done to protect the health and safety of Canadians, just like mask wearing as well on airplanes, on trains. These are done to protect the health and safety of Canadians. There will be a time when these measures will be adjusted or lifted, but we want to do, we want to always err on the side of safety of Ashi, and I think Canadians expect the responsible government to do so. So no answer. Yeah. I mean, there's no scientific basis for it. The filters in airplanes are better than almost every other place. Uh, he goes back to masks again. Study after study comes out, but shows that there's no difference in places that had strict mask mandates versus none. Mm -hmm. And yet we have this guy coming on here, weaseling his way out of questions as always. Yeah. And this is who the people of Canada are just like, you know what? The Trudeau government's doing the best that doing it can. The best. Well, it's like, cause like, we're just like, okay, what's your justification? He's like, well, our desire to protect Canadians. <laughs> we just, we have this desire to make sure they're safe. It's like, all right, well, why? Like, how does this make them safe? Well, we want to make them safe. And on the side of caution, it's like, okay, that's fine if there are no negatives to what you're doing, but it's there's like chaos right now at airports, like Toronto Pearson Airport is basically in emergency levels of wait times for like delaying flights and stuff, complete craziness with all the testing requirements. The max mandates are having issues. People can't fly, like fundamental rights are being violated mm -hmm. here. And uh, oh, well, we have desire. And it's literally everyone, <laughs> everyone is calling on the federal government to stop this now. It's like the experts are now saying, yeah, actually these vaccine mandates aren't doing anything right now. Like the president of WestJet recently was calling about saying like, yeah, guys, like the vaccine mandates don't protect anyone, especially with Omicron, the vaccines, you know, you're not actually doing anything with these mandates. And then like even yeah, all the airport associations, like, I mean, can we please just drop the restrictions, the mandates and the government's just like, nope, we're just gonna keep doing it because we want to. It's a very sad situation, as yeah. Levant tweeting about the CEO of WestJet has finally had enough. Even though I believe the WestJet guy was for it initially. Oh yeah. Very much so. Yeah, his uh, his justification is saying, oh, well now with Omicron, there's no more logic to maintain. It was, it was fine before, totally good before, but you know what guys, maybe at this point, I think it just goes to show that literally the only people clinging onto this are the liberal NDP coalition there and everyone else is like, all right, let's just drop it. If you want to have a fun time, you go and look at those replies to the people that agree with the mandates. Some, I, I was reading some of them the other day. One, they're, they're all old women, unfortunately. I'm, I don't want to have to categorize it, but that's how I see it. It's all old white ladies saying, you know, one said, uh, I have four vaccines and I'd gladly get another because this is the right thing to do. 
had another, there was another one that said, I was ta asking the, uh, a cashier why they thought that the, the mandate should be lifted and why she wasn't vaccinated. She said she didn't want to be in a science experiment or be experimented on. She wanted mm -hmm. to wait a few more years to see the results. And the woman's response was, I'd gladly be a guinea pig. And the woman was shocked at my answer, yeah. had nothing to say. It's these type of people that are sitting at home and not doing anything with their lives. They're just like, this is wonderful. I get to con like, we control everybody else and yep. they can, I can force them to be a loser too. And even at that point where it's like, oh, well, I want to do the right thing and I've taken, you know, four shots, I'll gladly take a fifth. It doesn't affect me. You're being selfish. Like what about people, for example, I linked to it in that article I wrote there about them extending uh, the travel restrictions another month. I linked to an article from the CTV saying there was someone who had a legitimate, valid, recognized by the government medical exemption to taking the second shot. They had an allergic reaction to their first dose. They were told you cannot take the second dose. You could die don't take it and they're still being denied access to the flights and travel because oh you're not fully vaccinated sorry yeah denied boarding at pearson airport it's like all right so even these people who are saying yeah i'd take the vaccine if i could my doctor says i can't and i have a valid medical exemption oh sorry you're not allowed on the plane sorry it's basically how a communist government works or a fascist yeah. government um one liberal mp who's getting praise of course it's great that you're going against it but also congrats for being a regular person like a a thinking human being. Yep. He'll be kicked out, I'm sure, eventually. Uh, what was his name? Do you remember? Uh, Joel Lightbound. Joel Lightbound is criticizing the travel restrictions. Wasn't there something else that he had a disagreement with? Them yeah, on it was, it was in the convoy. Uh, he was the first liberal to break ranks during the Freedom Convoy saying, yeah, we should be lifting the mandates and like all these mass protests kind of show like the people are done with this. There's no scientific basis. He was calling out Trudeau and I feel like he felt safe to do it because he knew the liberals needed like in a minority government, they couldn't afford to be kicking anyone out of the liberal caucus. Mm -hmm. And so he felt safe enough to be calling them out, I think. But uh, Well, how about the fact that yeah. you can speak out in the Liberal Party and not get fired, but in Doug Ford's party or Aaron O'Toole's party, mm -hmm. you would be kicked out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just, well, the guy guys think, you know, because the, the Ford PCs, to be fair, I mean, not to be fair, I mean, to be fair, but, you know, not not to praise them at all. The Ford PCs had a majority government. They could afford to lose a few MPPs. Mm -hmm. The And then the conservatives federally hadn't formed a government. So who cares if they lose a couple other seats, right? Because they're still just the opposition and there's a huge margin between them and the NDP. So they could afford to lose seats. The liberal minority government couldn't. But still, yeah, I hate our party whip system where, oh, yeah, you break ranks, the leader, you get kicked out. It's like it took the convoy to get Aaron O'Toole <laughs> finally voted out of the federal conservative party. And then all of a sudden, all of the federal conservatives were like, oh, yeah, actually, I oppose vaccine That's mandates right. and I stand for civil liberties. Believe all politicians, yeah. hashtag. So is this an article or is this a video? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm choking on my own hmm. rage about uh, this oh, guy. The liberal MP. I think that was an article. Can we bring that up, Olivia? Yeah, articles not I working. Think we have an issue, maybe a paywall you know, issue or something. It's the racism issue. Yeah, it is. So yeah, on to the racism issue. Yeah, it's a big issue since uh, the year six hundred, and mm -hmm. uh, steadily, steadily remaining the same. I think since the year eighteen thirty six. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the big lies we can call them of last year was the mass graves mm -hmm. in British Columbia. I feel like a lot of people don't know the fact that this was wildly falsely reported. So what happened was they said they found a mass grave at a, outside of a residential school area. Um, here's the National Post talking about it. Mm -hmm. And they're about a year behind. So yep. when this happened, and it was based on a map a geo mapping plane that they have they have these things and they cannot differentiate what's in the ground mm -hmm. um especially not in the way of bodies but they went off on this 
And then churches were burned. I believe over 30 across the country were over burned. Over 50 or There more. you go. Burned yeah. and vandalized. Justin Trudeau said he understood it. He understood yeah. the rage. Understood of course he would. Mm -hmm. uh, because he can't afford to anger natives who already hate him. And we sent out Dre Humphrey, half black, native as well. Matt Brevner, black, uh, Japanese. Can't call them racist. Can't. So <laughs> we ran them and put them in camps in World War II. So. Um, that's another thing. Thank so they you, went out and did government. a. I'm. I don't want it to uh, overshadow the great work they did, but that was just the point of uh, how. Yeah. If it was anybody else, to be criticized. Anyways, they went out and they investigated this and found what the National Post is now saying a year later that there is no actual evidence of this. They spoke to band leaders. They spoke to uh, elders. They spoke to re uh, regular people who just live around the area, mm -hmm. and uh, found nothing. You know. Can we actually play some of this on the audio? Yeah, this was a good video. If you want to go back and watch it, you should. It's really bad. I spent 11 years here. <laughs> no, I spent 14. This is where somebody burnt down one of the churches. At the school? Yeah. I think. And I'll tell you the truth, I didn't like it. <laughs> I believe you. Did you know that uh, there was children buried here? No, I just, I just heard it not long ago. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. While that gentleman wasn't aware about the remains of these children, the community itself has heard about stories for a long time. The initial press release from the local tribe also says that preliminary measures have been taking place since as early as the year 2000 to get to where they are today in this investigation. Another elder who we talked to, Stanley Paul, actually told us he resided for years in one of the upper rooms up front. I'm going to brace you. Some of what he has to say is very disturbing. But he also points out that accidents took place, like this accident that happened to his own cousin. Do you think many in the community, they also knew that there were babies and children that were buried here? I know I some some new cousins cousins here. We were in school a long time. See, you know, I used to and I used to go to school here. We used to be back here where we used to have apples and all that there. Mm -hmm. Where the cows we used to have the cows and pigs and chickens and all that. And that day we had to well, look after the boys, we used to look after the boys for the horses and all that. Mm -hmm. Then we had that we had that hay. That hail, then we used to jump through all that hay over to the horses and cow and what. And we fire when we jump and it's all that hay and everything down. Mm -hmm. And the guy and the guy and the, the boy, our little cousin, it threw it through that hay on the ground. And we forgot when we when we're jumping, we're running and everything, running and round, jumping over the hay the hay. When, when he found out like how she's sitting that on the one ground of our cousins fell into that thing and, and what he did it poked him and it killed him right there and the thick and the thin and we seen it and we were, we were all happy to see him but when they come out and come out to death when he died that hurt at us because and I was a really good friend and what happened so and that's when Dre went and asked really them about I believe they still thought it was preliminary 
Mm-hmm. And didn't know what happened there yet, but let's see if we could find the Brevner story yeah. about this, where he I mean, he looks into it and there's still no evidence. Yeah. In the meantime, like, like we do know that uh, that children did die in residential schools. We know about all the horrors of this, and everyone acted like because like in the 2015 Truth and Reconciliation report, I remember reading through that, and it was saying it was estimated that like I think like two or three thousand children had died during these times. Like, I remember being taught in school about the horrors of residential schools. I feel like everyone else would have at some point. I thought it was part of the curriculum, but I remember everyone during the summer of last year acting like this was the first time we realized oh my goodness children had died in these residential schools this is terrible how could this have happened like everyone acted like this was the fresh news to them where it's like they were just reporting it no guys we actually found the graves and some bodies which that actually turned out to be false but even still it's like everyone was acting like this was breaking news that like of the horrors of residential schools like i feel like we had already kind of accepted this as a society that this happened and yes we need to we still have a lot of issues we need to work on but everyone was acting like guys we just found out i'm like okay i was taught this as a kid in school i don't know about you see there's a there's also a lot of misinformation about or disinformation about all the residential schools being bad. Yes, there were, mm-hmm. of course, ones that were bad. And when you look back historically, this is how people were treated in a lot of religious schools. But there was also some people who liked the schools, native people. There's also schools that refused to close when there was a call to close mm-hmm. all of them across the country. Uh, some of them remained open because it was a, they for whatever reason, you can look it up, they wanted it to remain open. They enjoyed going there. They enjoyed the education they were getting. So not all. Mm-hmm. I would wager probably at least 15% of them were not, you know, the terrible places that we know about for some of them. Uh, maybe like this guy is saying, but it doesn't sound like he said that going to the school was terrible. It's just that accidents happened and people didn't want to talk about it for some reason. So I just wanted to point out that there is another side to that story where it's not... Um, you know, universally this place where they're just beating children, even though that did happen in a lot of places and not just residential schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another point I like to make on the whole residential school thing is because like everyone was freaking out, railing against the churches, like condemning the Catholic church and all these churches being burned down. I'm like, you know, this was a partnership between the churches and the federal government. And like, just remember, this is also a lesson as to what happens when you let the government mm-hmm. take your children away from you and put them into schools. It's like, you know, get angry at the government and who also did this under uh, Papa Trudeau's That's watch. Right. And uh, That's we're tearing down mention. statues. How about all those statues of uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau? Big old huh? Pierre Elliott Trudeau, um, you know. And uh, people like to fantasize the memory of Pierre. Like, why can't you be more like your father? And he was great in such a great country. He didn't. I mean, things were better back then, which they were in a lot of places in the world, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even a simpler time. However, if you go back and read something like Pierre Elliott Trudeau's immigration policy, it's just, you know, like his is here and Justin's is here. Like, it's not that big yeah. of a difference. His policies were still uh, racist, in my opinion, um, just not in the direction that he would have or they would have you think. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this fantasy of looking back, it's easy to think that politicians were much better because they were screwing things up less. Mm -hmm. Like you can talk about Stephen Harper or something, screwing things up less. His economy was better uh, during the recession there. But still, when you go back and you look at Pierre Elliott Trudeau or John Chrétien, it's like the slope started with them. And it wasn't like it was all like, what's the word I'm looking for? Roses. Back then, it just mm-hmm. wasn't as bad. The downfall has come, and we are now living in it. It's just that people in the 70s, 80s, and 90s got to live in a 
the higher part of the downward slope. <laughs> it's fair enough, yeah. But racism, Dakota Christensen. Yes. The majority of Canadians on this topic, they want the Queen to apologize for residential schools. You know, mm -hmm. I believe the Queen was directly there. She was the one doing all the bad things, yep. <laughs> if I recall Breaking correctly. news. This new poll, majority of Canadians want the Queen to apologize. It's like, all right. She probably will. Yeah, I just I don't get this sense of like demanding apologies from everyone. It's like we need the Pope to apologize. We need the Queen to apologize. It's like, can we just like start moving? We've had so many apologies about this already from so many officials. And it's like, can we just like start moving forward? And how about some of the real issues that are being faced? Like those boil water advisories Trudeau no, keeps we can't promising get to, to those. end and all Never of that. Get to no, those. no, no. We need we <laughs> need these perpetual issues to keep going. We need to keep stoking the pain and well, the suffering. On one hand, they hate the Queen, they hate the government, but also you must say what I want you to say and also do what I want you to say. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. Either you want them to be in charge and have power or you don't. I don't think you can be like, I hate Trump, he's a piece of garbage, but I also want him to acknowledge this one fact and it'll make me feel better. Yeah. It doesn't go that way. Uh, the queen doesn't really do anything. She's kind of old. She'll probably apologize and then forget about it a couple of days later. Probably have better memory than Joe Biden by far, mm -hmm. but, um, I don't know, if you want an apology from the Queen, I guess go go for it, I don't know. I don't know what that's gonna do. Yeah, I mean, I guess everything about the Queen these days really is just symbolic and all just gestures, so I mean, I guess anything from the Queen is all just to make you feel good, make you, you know, feel like you, you got this nice gesture. You're gonna, it's gonna make all, all our lives better. And yeah. you know how else we're gonna make our lives better by doing a land declaration right now. I'd like mm -hmm. to declare that we are on the unceded land of Ezra Levant. Oh, which oh, is, is that so? Is also the unceded land of our landlord, which is also the unceded land of the people who own this building, on um, the unceded land of the people who own, you know, our government and uh, <laughs> the queen as well. I don't think the queen's ever ceded this land, to mm. be honest. We're still, if we're asking for the queen's apology, technically wouldn't that mean we're still on her land? It's true, we're in her kingdom. That's true. And then she needs to do a land acknowledgement for the natives. Mm -hmm. And then those tribes need to do a land acknowledgement for the natives that they defeated in their battle. Yeah, it's true. And we then we they need, need to, more, to do, do more of a deep dive into the history <laughs> of sort of the warring tribes here to find out who was the very first recorded one to own this land. And, uh, we, yes, need to... and we need to contact them. <laughs> yeah. And then those natives need to do land acknowledgement for the people who came across the Bering Strait and first settled the land. Yeah, I, you know, I think we just, well, we need to sort this out. We need to spend hours diving into history, have full on debates and- uh, A little bit of ancestry.ca. Yeah. I know where I'm from, you guys, mm -hmm. all right? And I'm not conceding. But uh, George Brown College, which is in Toronto, of course, wants students to have a land acknowledgement. They want to declare, and this, I believe this is from True North's Cosman Zerdza, who's a good guy, I think. Um, they must declare that they benefited from genocide to access online classes. And if mm -hmm. we scroll down, that's tnc.news. Scroll down, there's another quote that they must uh, recognize. Um, or is it that they declare that they benefited from the colonization and genocide of indigenous people? Of course, uh, colonization happened, genocide mm. didn't happen because uh, many, many people are still here. Um, they must quote, so the quote they must agree to is, we acknowledge the sacred land on which George Brown College operates. So again, you basically have to say that like, this isn't the people of Ontario's land, this isn't the government of Ontario's land, this is still somebody else's land. And it reads, as settlers or the displanted, 
Okay. <laughs> we benefit from the colonization and genocide of the indigenous peoples on this land. In order to engage in resistance and solidarity against the past and present injustices inflicted on the indigenous people of this land, it is imperative that we constantly engage in acts of awareness and decolonization. So we're still decolonizing. Mm. Who knew? See, yep. that's the thing, Dakota, if I may say one more thing. One story, talk about residential schools, the impact they may have had on the people and the churches for which they were burned. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. Just great stuff. Give them drinking water, Justin Trudeau, 100%. But then we jump over to we need the Queen's apology and yep. you must declare your land was uh, you benefit from genocide. Now we've gone to completely acceptable to mm -hmm. stupid. Yeah. And I mean, it's just the whole like we need to decolonize our campuses. It's like you do realize you're in like an institution of Western colonialism. Like, what do you what do you mean decolonize the campus? Like, raise it to the ground and start, you know. I'll like, benefit from it, but like, not so much that I will stop going here. Yeah, like here. Pl plant a forest in its place and go do some hunting. Yes. Like, Luckily, is that what it means to decolonize our campuses? Luckily, there are other colleges you can choose from in a place as big as Toronto and surrounding mm -hmm. area. There are, I believe, over 100 colleges in Ontario, Dakota. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I went to completely different ones. So there are options out there. And in Toronto, there are several more options. And to this, I would say, you know, um, there was not a genocide. I'm going to go ahead and be very controversial and say mm. such a thing. And uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it anymore. I know. It's yeah, for sad. me, it's just, it's like, it strikes me just like the forced conformity. It's like, you have to say this thing. You have to pledge your life to Black Lives Matter, you know, to declare I stand with her, you know, whatever, to access your classes. It just seems so weird to like force this sort of ideological conformity on people, no I matter what it is. Mm -hmm. I call it the overturn all wars I disagree with. Mm viewpoint. Um, I didn't like the outcome of this war, therefore you must apologize me for the end of time. I would like to see Germany talk about uh, the land acknowledgement for the Holy Roman Empire. Mm, yeah. You know, the ancient Sumerians have been waiting for an apology for a long time. Many different Greek colonies, uh, Roman colonies. The English really need to talk about giving up uh, their colonization to Vikings and, uh, you yeah. know, there's so much stuff. Yeah, and it's just like people like refuse to let go of the pains of the past, right? It's like we have to keep stoking the pains of racial division and slavery and colonization. And it's like, you know, you're the perpetually oppressed. There's no moving forward. And we have to keep acknowledging this, that your ancestors were hurt by my ancestors. And therefore, <laughs> I need to pay deference to you. It's like, can we just move forward as a society? Like if you want unity and people to get along, why do you keep well, they pushing don't. all this stuff. I mean, the exactly. That's, that, that's the bottom line yeah. is you don't want unity and you're just a hypocrite. Is, you know, Imagine the they had to do this in China and the Ming Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have any paid chats here about any of these topics we're talking about, team? Oh, all right. Okay, let's get yeah, to a few. Roll and some then, chats there. And then we'll, uh, Alberta Don. I can't read that from I here. Can, I can do read an that. internet <laughs> search for Toronto Most Wanted Criminals and we get pictures of 25 hardened criminals with charged with murder. Now one looks like a Canadian hunter or a target shooter. <laughs> well, they could do that on their off time. It's true, it's true. As in bottom line, it's not the legal gun owners who are shooting up people on the streets. This is correct. And there are very rarely people being shot up on the street in Canada. Usually it's a van attack, sorry. Yeah, or you know, I mean, I guess if we're rolling around Jane and Finch, eh, That's fair a different story. But They're not gonna stop. I'm pretty sure if you go down to the, the hood and say, hey guys, let's see your gun licenses. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not going to be there anymore. Oh, good old Fraser McBurney. Why is Rebel not reading chats from Odyssey? Ooh, on Monday, Sheila read one chat. Well, there were five chats in Odyssey. Do the same on Tuesday. I'll try again. Ooh, okay. Note is to producers. A, is this a chat from Odyssey? 
Yeah, that's a good question. If not, I don't Odyssey know. Chats, I don't know. Well, I'd, it's out of my hands. I ping our our wonderful, trusty producers. If there is an issue, I'm sure they will swiftly fix this. I would hope so. Yes. I would hope so. I have trust. Crypto I have chat on Odyssey. I don't remember mm. what their crypto is called. Joyful from the heart sounds like a song. Mm-hmm. Why don't the airlines stand up to the restrictions? on the unjabbed, why don't they ban any politician who voted to continue? Because <laughs> business and they're weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no no huge corporation is just gonna stand up and completely oppose the government. It's like, they're gonna be shut down. The federal government is gonna like absolutely destroy them. Like they can't stand up, they just can't unless they want to be destroyed. And no one is willing to take that principled stand and sacrifice everything. If it's so. not cool to do on Instagram or Snapchat, they're not going to say it. I saw a meme mm-hmm. earlier of the uh, the old SUV where they're kicking out Ukraine and mm-hmm. they're putting the pride sticker on the back of the van. And that's what you're going to get for the next 30 yeah. days is a celebration of this thing that you say that you can't change. Mm. Actually, prediction right now, you just put this in my head. I'm thinking we're soon sometime this month, we're going to see a hybrid, the Ukrainian flag and the pride flag. They're going to be going to have a child. It's going to be gonna... the pride full Ukrainian flag. Well, somehow the rainbow flag has added races. I didn't realize mm. the color of the rainbow flag represented races, but we had to add a black and brown one or they had mm. to add one. And now hopefully they add the Ukraine yeah, flag. Yeah. There it is. I'm hoping they add the Ukraine flag too. Yeah. And then they'll find out that Ukrainians are very Catholic and don't approve of that. And sometimes and sometimes not have neo-Nazis as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I saw another picture earlier of uh was it was in the Holy See, Vatican, you know, like the Pope's land. They literally in the embassy there, they're flying the pride flag. I'm like, oh, that's 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 nice. a good, that's uh, good. It's a good reason. Um, maybe try that in Istanbul. Um, try yeah. that in Tehran, <laughs> and uh, we'll just see the true generosity of the world. I yeah, think. I think so. I really do. <laughs> Any more, Olivia? Or should we move on for now? Two more, I hear. I believe. All right, Juta Bursi. Hey, oh, this is for Andrew. 80 plus no shot survived the Chinese virus twice, not hospitalized. I'm also 80 plus and not uh, boosted and I've not survived it. I'm a ghost. <laughs> wow, this is uh, breaking news. Andrew is not alive. I was born in 1928. It was a tough time. Mm. Um, that's all I got to say about the Great Depression. Tough time. Tough Prohibition. Times. You know, I, you watch a few uh, pawn star pawn. Pawn Stars, Pawn Wars. What's the one with the the family who does it? I don't know, actually. I've never watched any of them. You have. I, I know the references. Like, I think I might have seen some clips. What is it? Anybody in the back? Pawn, pawn Stars and uh, what's what the one with Storage the, Wars? The three guys. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that the one where like the meme where it's like all, you know. Best I can yeah, do best is Best I nothing? can do is, yeah. Anybody? Pawn Stars. I'm guessing it's yeah. Pawn Stars. Um, he always talks about how the reason mixed drinks came along, Dakota, mm. is because during Prohibition, the alcohol was so bad and so hard to swallow, they had to mix it to something. Mm. You watch a compilation, he tells that 30 times. Okay. All right, one more. At Frasier, so a different Frasier, not the show. Maybe the if you saw a bust of Hitler on the bookshelf, he is a not is he a Nazi? Yes. If you saw a bust of Lenin on the bookshelf, is he a communist? Yes. Well, Klaus Schwab has a bust of Lenin on his bookshelf. Is he a communist? Dame right he is. I would also say that Klaus Schwab is probably some sort of weird globalist fascist as well because he yeah. wants a global government or at least well, I mean, that's global kind of, control. That's kind of the communist thing, right? He's like, oh, no, borders all that's one true. people. And if you have the one world communist government, then you get the, you know, the then party elite the and all the little people. So, yeah, 
Yeah, you know, exactly. I think I think Klaus Schwab is fair to say he's a commie. He's a globalist commie. I believe that when they get the one world government is when they say that the aliens attack. And, mm. you know, we have to band together. That's yeah. what happens in get all the, the movies. The UNSC to We have fight. to band together to fight the evil bugs of Glenn Dothu, Dakota mm. Christensen. Um, Western Canada is going to, and British Columbia, is going to decriminalize possession of hard drugs. Can we get the specifics on that as well? Mm -hmm. I'd like to know which drugs... How much of it it is? Can we mm -hmm. blow that up a bit? Um, yeah. I know, because it's like the, the provincial government is doing it, but they have to apply to the federal government okay. for a, some sort of exemption, I believe, because it's like a federal way. criminal laws, right? So Fentanyl, uh, why are you clearing? Like fentanyl is the most dangerous mm -hmm. one. Fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine. Yeah. I, you know, see, Dakota. Decriminalize. Although I don't do any of these drugs, I think there's a difference between heroin and fentanyl and cocaine. Like people do cocaine and they don't mm. die immediately, whereas fentanyl people die from a very tiny amount. Yeah. And heroin's not a good thing. So nobody's going to last that long being a heroin addict. So to compare them both and say, let's decriminalize all of those, I think is a bad idea. If it was like coke and like some other, you know, drug of that level, maybe I don't even know which other yeah. ones. Like I mean, like mushrooms I, or I something. Can, I can understand the arguments of, all right, we're going to decriminalize the hard drugs, you know, small amount for personal use and we're going to you know flip it on like we're going to be going hard after the drug dealers and the manufacturers and send law enforcement after them it's like i can understand that argument sure but it just it just seems like you know as, as jason kenny said to be quoting jason kenny i think it was jason kenny's like well you know as soon as you start to decriminalize small mass personal use it's a slippery slope which i think is fair you know got to be careful there and it is also vancouver that was i think it was vancouver that the city was literally giving out like pharmaceutical grade, mm -hmm. like cocaine and heroin to residents if you're hardcore addicted to make sure you're not getting like trashy street stuff that's, you know. You need that pure that China white. There. Yeah, exactly. So it's like your taxpayer dollars are funding pure <laughs> that's drug good. production for the, the you know, Vancouver streets uh, crackheads. It's to great. To play Trudeau's advocate, which we'll start saying instead of devil's advocate, Trudeau's um, advocate. they would probably say that there's people who are ODing on fentanyl, and instead of criminally charging them, we need to give them help. So mm -hmm. this way it's not a crime, we can give them help. My rebuttal to that would be, you're making it more accessible for people to get drugs that will probably kill them pretty quickly. Again, there yeah, is a difference. True. This is very like 1960s thinking, except in the reverse where mm -hmm. all drugs are bad, but yeah. all of a sudden now all drugs are are okay in yeah. small amounts. But that's just not true. There's a huge difference between like weed and coke and magic mushrooms and all the things producer Efron tells me never to do. And I don't because I listen to him and I'm a good student of his. Mm -hmm. um, and fentanyl and heroin. And like, you know, like I think it's obvious to any adult that there's huge differences between these things and that decriminalizing something that can kill you in a split second versus you need to be on like a 10 week bender mm -hmm. uh, in one of these movies, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or something. Yeah. And it's also like sort of a message you're sending too in terms of like people perceive something as like, oh, it's been legalized or decriminalized. It's like, great. That means I can do it and it's good and it's fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's legal. Why not do it then? You know, it's like. People are just have this weird obsessive thing. It's like, oh, well, the government says I can do it without getting arrested, so why not do it, you know? Coming soon to a store near you. The slippery slope is real, as John Doyle says. Um, do we want to jump to Hunter Biden, or do we want to go to the, right to the metaverse? I think we have time for both. Yeah, let's just... These yeah, are fun stories. It. I know we've been very serious so far on the Dakota and Andrew show, but uh, yeah, we yeah. are fun-loving individuals. We love fun. I went to Palladium on the weekend. Wow, that sounds like a thrilling time. 
It was. Why do you say that? I, I'm right at me no, and my friend were right in that yeah. pocket where it's like people with children were mm. staring at us because they couldn't have fun for some yeah. reason. They just sat there. And then I was also getting mad at the children who they don't even want to play the games. They just want to like play on the games. I'm mm. trying to get into Luigi's Mansion game. Mm. And then two little girls are just like, let's hide in here. Did you get a crap ton of tickets and cash was in for prizes? Uh, no, the prizes kind of are or? so like you need like five thousand tickets for anything Man. good. I only got nine hundred something, and I only got that because I got five hundred on the Wheel of Fortune game mm. in one spin. Defeated Wheel of Fortune in one spin. I can't be good. challenged on that, but there's some really cool stuff there, and this yeah. is not a promo for. I, yeah, I, I've, I've been. I think the last time I went to Palladium, I was. I think I was like twelve or something like that. I had a grand old time. Well, and I'm I feel like 19, I would also so. have just as much fun going back. So you know, you what? would. They let you walk around with beer and alcohol there, nice. which is impressive. They have decent food. It's fair. You know, try out a version of Giant Hungry Hungry Hippos while you're at it. However, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter Biden's pornography addiction. <laughs> anyway. In any event, yeah. go now, ahead and read the, that. The thing is, okay, I'll read this. Exclusive. Hunter's search history reveals his obsession with porn and sex fantasies, including 18 years old, lonely widow, and milf crack cocaine so porn. He uploaded his own amateur videos and texted Pornhub link to phone listed in his contacts as dad. Wow. See, Horror I just, Joe. I saw this gen stated it's like oh exclusive big scoop hunter biden has an issue with porn it's like i, I thought we knew this yeah, guys this that he's like old. some sex addicted porn addicted crackhead planking across like, things naked yeah it's like I, it doesn't seem like news i guess the breaking exclusive news is these details of his search history yes. and the stuff he we uploaded didn't <laughs> we didn't know his exact search <sighs> terms before maybe writer dave did he is mm. the hunter biden resident expert yeah he's an expert on a few things that writer dave Name another. Uh, the Great Reset, in terms of he was the resident expert. He's the one with the book in okay, hand. Okay, name another. Schwab's The Great Reset. Uh, what are some other peculiar things he knows about? Uh, a few things that are blanking on me. Those, those, the, you know, Hunter Biden, Great Reset stuff. Some other weird things that will come to me. Some sports things, I feel Potatoes. like. Potatoes. Potatoes. Is he? It's the only thing he eats. Is it true? Man, I don't know Red or Dave well enough. I mean, you live with him, so you know, um, I'll share that with the world. Unbelievable. To keep our transgressions. Yeah. I'm pan now. It's Pride Month now. I'm coming out as pansexual and wow. binary. That's so brave I'm of you, announce- Andrew. And I'm announcing that I'm binary, you guys. Stunning and brave. Can we get uh, the Matrix ones and zeros on the screen, please? Um, so, yeah, Hunter Biden, not news. I tried to order that book. Amazon canceled it without me knowing. Mm. Uh, um, that was a good time. But uh, Hunter Biden, really creepy. Loves prostitutes. Um, mm. Loves drugs. Loves porn, apparently. Loves money. Uh, Like, Joe Biden has his own problems, and I'm certainly no fan of Joe Biden. But for your 40-something-year-old son to be texting you links to his own porn? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's really weird. It's like a teenager trying to get back at him, but he's creepy, rich, and old. And he's just like, hey, Dad, check this out. Bet you won't tell Burisma on me now, will you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what to say, but I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> like, I, what comment say. can I give other than, yep, this is made producer Efron rage quit the studio. Yeah. Um, we got time for another story. Um, yeah, this, this is about the one. metaverse. Yeah. It's, um, I'll read this one to save you, Dakota. Save since me. you're a good, honest guy. You, you know, you did just make me read that Daily Mail. This is true. With all of his search stuff. So, But this is digital it. now. And this mm, is yeah. from the National Post. And I looked up this writer. Um, she's got pronouns in her name. So that's about where you get that from. Uh, researcher says she was virtually assaulted. I'll do this in Alex Jones. 
The researcher says she was virtually assaulted after just one hour with patriots in the metaverse. Examples of violence and harassment are found at Infowars.net. Abound in the metaverse, a new report said. So basically, a person went on a metaverse. And this is, by the way, Dakota, <laughs> this is a, an actual screenshot of the alleged perpetrator, Ooh. the assaulter. Oh, man. So he appears to be Alex Y. Marketer <laughs> for Rebel News. Oh, man. Don't take that for... Screen check. Uh, Screen capture of the user that assaulted a Some of Us researcher's avatar in the metaverse. So I don't know what she was researching, but after only one hour, she claimed she was gang raped by a bunch wow. of male avatars. That's the word she used, not me. Mm -hmm. Male avatars. And I don't know what type of game this is where you could actually do this. My assumption would be that they went up to her and pressed X. Yeah. and moved their character back and forth and said, we are doing this to you. And this woman, instead of pressing escape on her screen <laughs> or taking off the goggles or Ugh. just, you know, turning off the screen. So many options, Dakota. Yep. She was like, I've been wronged. Yeah. Uh, no one's <laughs> ever treated anyone poorly online. And she Pretty turned much. into a 17th century, you know, uh, fancy, you know, British noble. Yeah. And like, if you go through this line, it's like, oh, well, people should be safe, even the virtual world. It's like, you know, like almost along the lines of like, if we're moving into this virtual reality, we should have laws in place to protect people from <laughs> assault in the virtual metaverse. It's like, it's a video game. Like, come on. <laughs> no, everything is real. Words everything are violence. The absence of words are violence. Mm -hmm. Thoughts are violence. To aid with reporting, Meta has implemented a monitoring, monitoring and recording policy for the VR platform. Recordings of users' most recent interactions are automatically stored on their Oculus headsets. Oh, I... You wouldn't be able to delete that, would you? Mm. If a user wants to report bad behavior, footage of the interaction will be sent to Meta so the company's safety experts can access the footage and decide whether it violates their conduct policies. So pro somebody's probably going to find a way to turn that off if it's not an option, which it probably will be because mm -hmm. um, it's in your own headset. But um, you know what the saying is, Dakota? Um, don't get molested in the metaverse. Wow, I guess that is a saying now. It's edged in the Georgia Guidestones, I believe, right mm. next to the depopulation agenda. Mm, interesting. Now, see, what's coming <laughs> on my mind now, all this talk of metaverse, I don't know. Okay, are you familiar um, with the my thinking hit television show, Absolute Smasher, Community? I'm familiar with it. I've seen upwards of three episodes. Okay, fantastic show. In the later seasons where the show kind of takes a dive, it's like hit and miss on the episodes okay. in the later seasons. Some of them are great. Some of them are meh. And there's one episode where it's in like this really retro sort of VR machine. It's full on. You put on the headset. You got like this omnidirectional uh, <laughs> treadmill here. He's going. The dean of the college is quite the character. He uh, gets to basically. That's Chevy Chase? No, that's not Chevy Chase. I forget his name. It's uh, He's skinny. He's bald. He's white. He's kind of gay or I don't know it's ambiguous I don't know but he gets in the metaverse and it's this hilarious thing of him getting sucked into it and addicted into this virtual <laughs> world ah, yes we got the clips this is amazing uh, anyways that's just what came to my mind go check out community it's a great show but uh, yeah here he is and the, the one line is he's like going on he's like I'm a god I'm doing all these great things the world is open to me and it's just like the most basic computer programs he's like I'd like to see which yeah. actor that is yeah, you know, go look it up. I mean, one of my favorite classic shows. Great reference humor throughout the whole show. Excellent thing, but you know. Hmm. I would have taken you more of a Gilmore Girls type of guy. That would be my sister. Yeah, Constantly I think it's Gilmore one Girls. of those shows that all young women watch. Yeah, I feel like you have to. My sister, though, older than me, sorry. Mm. Um, she watched a show called Sister Sister. Mm. She watched shows like that. Two twin, young twin girls, you know, just trying to make it. Yeah. 
uh, as teens in the nineties. Teens, well, you know, simpler times. There was also Full House. We let's of just course. start naming TV shows. Start naming TV shows for the last little bit of our stream here. Um, you I know, mean, Family I think, Matters. Yeah, I think was we've gotten through most of our major news items we wanted to touch on. I think this has been a very efficient. I think we are far so more efficient than David Menzies is what the viewers will come to realize. Well, because anything if you're talking David Menzies, he gets pulled off into comic book references, talking about trucks. Like him and she always end up just talking about vehicles somehow. Like, oh yeah, I remember that old '86 wagon of whatever. Start talking about that. Um, you know other random topics speaking of, like, of video games wrestling. it's like he gets like upgrade points or skill mm. points and then he adds to his tree uh, let's get a story about this over here and then wrestling over there and mm. upgrade to story about a camaro or something yeah exactly do we have any more paid chats before yeah. we skedaddle i was gonna say we're getting towards the end of the stream here if there's anything you want to talk about it's almost like a, a free round here yeah we literally talk about anything shoot us a chat have a discussion with us live interactive here. We got a few minutes before our hour is up. So this is your opportunity. <laughs> if you got anything you want to ask us, anything you want us to talk about, send it now. This is your chance. Is there any, Olivia? No, nothing yet. No, All right, well, not. we'll see. We can talk about what do you think is going to happen here with this election? Mm, is uh, Doug Ford just going, is he increasing his victory, decreasing, not winning somehow? Um, okay, I think he's absolutely gonna win. Look, I've been, Unbelievable. Before the stream here, I was looking at polls, he's absolutely smashing it. It looks like he's he's gonna cruise easily to another majority. Even like super hardcore downtown liberal Toronto, he's leading in the polls hmm. over the liberals. Cause I feel like the other options are of, of the mainstream options are so unattractive. Like the Del Duca liberals, like, we promise we're gonna ban handguns and bring back grade 13 and uh, i'm turtle man from masters in disguise and then you got andrea horvath who no one likes and uh trans kids and then you and know like dentist crazy-eyed mike schreiner with the green party who's staring at you <laughs> so intently where he tells you he's gonna make you stop driving your car as um, you should yeah i mean like as far as the mainstream parties go from the average voters just getting it all of course they're not gonna even mention new blue or ontario no, party they can't do that they can't do that that's illegal i think new blue was polling higher than they are Green i, th I think new places. blue in like in the polls i've been seeing new blue is usually sitting three or four percent ontario party like one 1.5 um we're hosting a thing tonight for them mm -hmm. if you want to follow us on twitter what's your twitter handle uh, Dax underscore Christensen. And I'm at Andrew Says TV. I believe. I almost forgot yeah, it there. Right Andrew there. Says TV. Um, but I, it's just so strange how people will vote so differently mm -hmm. in provincial versus federal elections. So, so you trust a conservative to run your province in most provinces. In fact, I believe it's seven out of 12 provinces and territories are some form of conservative. They might be purple. They might be blue. They might mm -hmm. be dark or light blue. But federally, you're just... And by you, I mean you, specifically. <laughs> You're just tr Justin Trudeau is the man for me. The Liberal Party is just doing the best they can through COVID. And it's just strange to me. It's very mm -hmm. strange, especially in Ontario. Well, you'll get like the northern part voting NDP because yeah. of the unions. It's true. It's true. It's weird. It is weird. But it's just like they don't see the, the disconnect there. I find it very strange. Yeah. But let's wrap this up, Dakota Christensen. Rebelnews.com slash live streams. It's where you oh. can get the daily, oh, I'm going to bowl through this first, is where you can get the daily feed for the best live stream feed where we're posting mm -hmm. it natively, whether it's Rumble, Super U, or Odyssey, or maybe even YouTube, but we're also on Getter and those websites. So we appreciate you watching. Check back there every single day to get the best stream, rebelnews.com slash live streams. My show will air tomorrow night with Ryan Long, comedian, very popular Ryan Long comedy on YouTube, so be sure to watch that. And uh, let's get to this, uh, we got one or two chats here. Yeah, looks like my call was answered. 
Go ahead. Well, Miss the old days. Miss the old days. Yeah, Miss the old days. Uh, when uh, when will a university suggest people sign that they are benefiting from the current enslavements and genocides in China? Hmm. It's a good point. It's a good question. Are we benefiting from their enslavements, though? We're benefiting uh, from their slave labor. Yeah, exactly. Slave labor. Uh, but no. what are the Uyghurs making? Uyghurs, yeah, that's a thing. I don't know. Uh, also, organ harvesting. That's Maybe true. are we getting Chinese organs? Are you getting? I hope that, so. You know, Chinese hardworking organs. <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. But uh, yeah, as in it's, it's the classic hypocrisy of our government will say, yeah, Canadians are committing genocide. They committed genocide. <laughs> We're currently committing genocide, as the uh, Green Party leader said, I believe, federally, whereas they refuse. He's trans, isn't he? Yeah. I, honestly, I don't know. I, I never bother to know or care. Really, on a day like tell. this, Dakota, you don't know? Uh, yes, on a day like this. You don't Pride know. Month all. But uh, yeah, and then refuse oh to call out the ongoing genocide. Oh, my goodness. Not calling out genocides, not doing land acknowledgments, not knowing the status or pronouns of one of our federal leaders i'm disgusted uh, forgive me for not assuming andrew yeah you win that one yeah exactly all right, right is it time to say goodbye i i think I'll another one heeding our call talk about your favorite vacation Ooh. dakota christensen my favorite vacation is one in the metaverse that i took recently mm. um i was only on there for an hour until a bunch of men assaulted me yeah, interesting. I was gonna say, I haven't taken any recent vacations thanks to our our dear. Yeah, what are we supposed to do? Uh, I can't fly. Leaders, you can't let me go anywhere. But I can't uh, be on a train, Dakota. Yeah, I know. First thing that comes to my mind had a wonderful. This was just uh, just before I graduated high school. I wanted a fantastic vacation with my family to Mexico. This was back in. 2015, 2016. Those times don't exist. It was grand old time. Uh, we went to a resort in Mexico, and it was it was fantastic. So I'd, I'd say that. I went to Palladium on Saturday. I also went to the Mandarin Buffet. Those were Ooh. pretty good vacation times. Nice. Sometimes I camp outside producer Efron's house. I consider that a vacation. I wait for him to mm -hmm. come outside, and then I just, you know, take photos of him and run away with a long lens. Wow. Sounds really fun. They asked. Yeah, okay. Any more? Is that, is that, is that, that's it. That's it. That's our final chat. <laughs> oh, I always like to end, end it on a positive bag. note. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty positive to me. Uh, nice vacations and uh, <laughs> uh, your stalking habits. But I mean, Whatever. yeah, uh, I guess. Serious news. Serious news. Uh, yeah, uh, Ontario folks, election tomorrow. Get out and vote. I think a lot of people can be very cynical. Be like, oh, what's the point? Mm. They're all corrupt. You know, there's no no one effective is going to win. I'm like, go out and vote anyways. Do it. We can't, you know, you got a duty to at least try. You know, you can't complain about yes. stuff. You're not at least trying. Get out there and vote, even if it's a protest vote. In That's all I seriousness, I do support voting. Thank you for joining yes. us. We will catch you next week. And uh, we're not, we can't say stay sane, but uh, goodbye. Stay safe. Join us tonight on the stay Twitterverse. Logical. Yeah, catch us <laughs> Twitter, 8.30 p.m. on our Twitter. Eastern. Talking Eastern. Ontario politics Eastern. and election. So join us. Until then, Peace have out. a wonderful day. See y'all next Happy time. binary month. Tourism groups yeah. want them lifted, and there has been some criticism that the communication around the reasoning hasn't been transparent. Well, the reality is, as much as people would like to pretend we're not, we're still in a pandemic. There are Canadians who die every single day because of COVID-19 in our hospitals. Uh, we are still at risk, we're particularly at risk uh, as, uh, as fall approaches of new variants. Um, we need to make sure we're doing everything we can to keep Canadians safe. And I know people are eager to get back to things we love. But what will also you know, further damage our tourism industry is if we get another wave, if we get uh, more uh, serious impacts from COVID. That's why every single time 
we have been anchored in science. Uh, we're reflecting on what the best way to do to make sure that we can get back to the things we love as quickly as possible without putting ourselves at risk for further health crises, for further economic shutdowns, for either, further hardship that COVID has. So